Hey, 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 welcome back to Chew the Bible. It's a good friend, hey, Ron. We're in Acts 24, reading out the Amplified Version. It's 3.20 in the afternoon on this lovely May 29th Memorial Day weekend. Or now it's Monday. Memorial Monday, let's go, Paul, before Felix. So yeah, as y'all know, Paul is under witness, kind of like a witness protection kind of thing, because the Jews were trying to kill him. Or no, there was like a whole group. Uh, I'm assuming it was the, because um, you had the Pharisees and the Sadducees. There are more, the Sadducees are more super strict to the law. The Pharisees sound like they're a little bit more liberal. <laughs> Oh man, interesting. We have the conservatives and the liberals more with uh within the Jewish group. Cause yeah, the Sadducees were like, there's no way. We don't believe in all the angel angelic visitations and that kind of stuff. And then the Pharisees are like, Well, what if he did see an they they were more open minded to that kind of stuff. Like, what if he did see an angel? Anyway, there's a whole group that said they wouldn't eat. Like over 40 men said they wouldn't eat until Paul was dead. So they're going to try to kill him without going through the proper channels of court. And a little, yeah, one of them dudes, little kids was snooping, overheard what, what they were saying. And went and found a whole Roman caravan because, once again, Paul, beige brother Paul, was a Roman citizen. So... Yeah, he got some witness protection because he's the witness to his own trial that is baseless. I mentioned a kangaroo court in the last recording. I need to make sure I use the proper definition of that kangaroo court. Meaning... An unofficial court held by a group of people in order to try someone regarded, especially without good evidence, as guilty of a crime or misdemeanor. That's what I should have called the last recording. But we'll call maybe we'll call this one kangaroo court. Five days later, the high yeah, Paul before Felix. Five days later, the high priest Ananias came down from Jerusalem to Caesarea with some elders and an attorney named Tertullus, acting as spokesman and counsel. They presented to the governor their formal charges against Paul. After Paul had been summoned, Tertullus, that's a funny name, it sounds like turtle, Tertullus began the complaint against him, saying to the governor, Since through you we have attained great peace, and since by your foresight reforms are being carried out for this nation, in every way and in every place, most excellent Felix, we acknowledge this with all gratitude. What kind of butt kissing is going on? Who's doing this? Okay, so this is one of the Jews from the Jewish high court, I think. Yeah, doing a bunch of embell embellishing, butt kissing, talking to this dude. All right, in every way and in every place, most excellent Felix, we acknowledge this with all gratitude. But so that I do not weary you further, I beg you to grant us by your kindness a brief hearing, for we have found this man to be a public menace and one who instigates dissensions 
dissension among all the Jews throughout the world and a ringleader of the heretical sect of the Nazarenes. He even tried to desecrate the temple, but we took him into custody and we intended to judge him by our law. But Lysias, Elishas, the commander, came and with great force took him out of our hands and ordered his accusers to come before you. By interrogating him yourself concerning all these matters, you will be able to determine the truth about these things with which we charge him. Yeah, I think I'll call this kangaroo court. The Jews also joined in the attack, declaring and insisting that these things were so. When the governor nodded for him to speak, Paul answered, knowing that for many years you have been a judge over this nation. I make my defense cheerfully and with good courage, as you can, easy, as you can easily verify. All right, so this is Paul talking. Sorry, y'all. Sometimes I'll just be reading and I've got to like pause. Like, okay, what am I reading? What did I just read? When the governor nodded for him to speak, Paul answered, knowing that for many years you have a judge, you have been a judge over this nation. This is Paul talking, y'all, just, just in case you weren't tracking. I make my defense cheerfully and with good courage. As you can easily verify, it has been no more than 12 days since I went up to Jerusalem to worship. Neither in the temple, nor in the synagogues, nor elsewhere in the city did they find me carrying on a discussion or disputing with anybody or causing a crowd to gather. Nor can they present evidence to you to prove what they now bring against me. But I confess this to you, that according to the way, or the Christian way, which they call a divisive and heterical sect, I do worship and serve the God of our fathers confidently, believing everything that is accordance with the law of Moses and that is written in the prophets, having the same hope in God, which these men cherish themselves. It's like, I'm one of them. I just broke away from them because <laughs> they, yeah. Anyway, I was one of them and I still do share some of their beliefs in common. But yeah, except for when it comes, it's kind of like there's people who only read the Old Testament and they don't accept the New Testament at all. Ah, they think it's heretical. Anyway, having the same hope in God, which these men cherish themselves, and that their, that their show is certainly be a resurrection of the dead, both of the righteous and of the wicked. Ooh. In view of this, I also do my best and strive always to have a clear conscience before God and before men. Now, after several years, I came to Jerusalem to bring to my people charitable contributions and offerings. They found me in the temple presenting these offerings after I had undergone the rites of purification without any crowd or uproar. But there were some Jews from the west coast, west side, province of Asia, Asia Minor, who ought to have been there before you to present their charges if they have anything against me. Verse 20, or else let these men tell what crime they found me guilty of when I stood before the council of Sanhedrin, Jewish high court, other than for this one statement, which I had shouted out as I stood among them for the resurrection of the dead. I am on trial before you today. Verse 22, man, Paul could have been a good lawyer. He's, he, he was he uh, he uh, represented himself pretty well. It's a good defense. Verse 22, but Felix, having a rather accurate understanding about the way, put them off, saying, when Lysias, or Lysias 
the commander comes down, I will decide your case. Then he ordered the centurion to keep Paul in custody, but to let him have some freedom. And he told the centurion not to stop any of his friends from providing for his needs. So, well, we was on a house arrest. <laughs> Gave him an ankle bracelet. All right. Several days later, Felix came with his wife, Drusilla, who was a Jewess. He sent for Paul and listened to him talk about faith in Christ Jesus. But as he was discussing righteousness, self-control, honorable behavior, personal integrity, and the judgment to come, Felix became frightened and said, go away for now. And when I find a convenient time, I will send for you. Yeah, that was, that, hey, that's, that's the message out. That, <laughs> that's the message a lot of folks don't want to hear. That's why it's not really preaches that much in church these days. Um, that's a topic that's hard, a lot of, hard for a lot of us Christians to hear. Anybody to hear righteousness? Oh, I don't want to hear about that. Yeah. Honor, living honorable having personal integrity, self-control. Ooh, those are rough. Those are, yeah. This, we'll get to the part where we get blessings, where God, <laughs> God answers all my prayers and gives me everything I want. I like that message. Oh, salvation, that's cool. I like that message too. Yeah. Yeah, if I just accept Jesus in the mar, I'm saved. We like that part. Yeah. I'm I'm speaking for myself as Christians, as a Christian. It's the parts that sound good to me. They don't cause don't cost me anything. Those are the parts I like to hear. But the parts that talk about yeah, self control and abstaining from sexual, fleeing from fornication, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that goes contrary to my flesh. Yeah, my flesh doesn't like those. Verse twenty six. At the same time, so I can relate to you, Mister Mister Felix. At verse 26, at the same time, he was also hoping to get money from Paul as a bribe, which is very common in other parts of the world. Like, I've heard that a lot like, in other parts of like, even like um, I met this guy. He was a German, but he lives in Thailand right now. And we were talking about the Philippines. And he's like, yeah, don't go there. He's like, yeah, the cops are corrupt. They constantly will arrest you and try to take money from you. Yeah. I've heard that a lot in other parts, yeah, in different countries. That happens a lot. Anyway, our cops, we have crooked cops here in the United States as well, but they usually are not as bad as the cops around the world and other parts of the world. Especially if your skin is lighter. Darker skin, you might, yeah, you might have to, yeah. Yeah, you're going to have some issues. All right. Verse 26, at the same time, he was also hoping to get money from Paul as a bribe. So he continued to send for him quite often and talked with him. But after two years had passed, wow, two years, Felix was succeeded in office by Por Porcius, Porcius, I don't know how you say that, Porcius Festus. And wishing to do the Jews a favor, Felix left Paul imprisoned. So all that time, Felix was hearing the gospel and it wasn't penetrating his heart. Dang, Paul was wrongfully imprisoned for two years. Dang, that's messed up. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned or missed the mark or veered off the path and fallen short of the glory of God. 
or God's perfect standard. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of the cost of that sin is death or eternal separation from God. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 5a says, But God demonstrated his love toward us or showed his love toward us in that while we were still yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. Romans 10 verse 9 through 10 says that if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will, not might be, not maybe, we will be saved. For with our hearts we believe we are now in right standing with God, and with our mouths we confess that we are now saved. Lastly, Romans 10 verse 13 says that whosoever, anybody, everybody, who calls upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. So if you never asked Jesus into your heart or you've walked away from him and you would like to rededicate your life to him, you can just simply say, Dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin deserves to be punished. I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust Jesus Christ alone as my Savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. In Jesus' mighty precious name I pray. Amen.